Now we return you to the test card and some music. to the Pilot's Take 91, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. The Jed Shepherd. And that guy is Rob <laughs> Jelly. Am I? Am I under the table, am I? A.K.A. Rob Jelly the Third. Bonjour. <laughs> Guten Tag. Konnichiwa. For all of our international listeners. Thanks. Um, how have you been, um, RJ the Third? Hey, I'm really good, my friend. I'm very good. You're right. Is that laptop okay with around this nice scented candle that I've purchased? Oh wow, yeah, yeah. That's we, we, not... oh, by the yeah, that's probably worth mentioning. Actually, thinking about it, um, not not that. If the podcast this week smells of soft cotton, <laughs> that's because we have scented candles. Yeah, I think like people don't people think of our podcast as a bit rough and ready because we sometimes swear. Every now um, and then. We disagree sometimes. We're, we're, we're here with scented candles. Yeah. You need to get us into the mood. And chocolate hobnobs. Yeah, exactly. What more could you ask for? Chocolate hobnobs, cups of tea, scented candles. This is literally the podcast <laughs> for the modern man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how have you been? What yeah, have you been up to? Really good. Um, it's sort of usual kind of stuff, really. The, yeah. the radio show's going really well. Good um, guests recently? Yeah, so this morning, the day we were recording it, I chatted to uh, Mr. Mark Steele. Um, oh, I love was Mark Steele. Very surreal. Yeah. Uh, more so than I expected him to be, nice. which was lovely. Um also, I had a chat with Gwyneth um, Strong. I feel like I should know her. You do know her. Okay. We reviewed the pilot episode to the television show she's probably most famous for. Is it the girl from Pugwall? It is not the girl from Pugwall, ah, no, no. She's Cassandra Jenny. from Only Fools and Horses. Nice. She's in Mousetrap going on tour very soon, which is very exciting. And uh, but she was also in EastEnders as well for quite a stint. Was so, she? Which we also have to, at some point, get to. Yeah. I feel like that might be... Yeah. Take 100 worthy. EastEnders. Eater and Corrie, the two longest running soaps of all time, mate. I like it. I like it. Me, let's, let's hold back on that thought. Okay. Because maybe we should do something they should, more special. Well, perhaps, maybe. But okay. then perhaps they should be in the, within the next nine before okay. we hit 100. Because okay. we're only nine weeks away from, doing, from having done 200 pilot episodes of wow, television shows. Wow. And, and for those who were unaware, we did on New Year's Day this year. Yeah. A uh, top 50 countdown, or count up, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, by chance, you're looking at all like, the 90 episodes prior to this one and thinking, there's no way I'm going to get through them all, feel free to pick and choose. Yeah. Of course, if you see a show you've like you've seen, mm-hmm. go and listen to that episode, see what we think about it. Yeah. Um, but if you do want a quick kind of catch-up, the New Year's Day episode uh, has got the top 50 shows as of then. That's a great episode to jump into. <clears throat> great one. I just thought, for, for a week... For, sorry, take 100. Yeah. Because I'm going to America, so we need to make sure we get that done before I go. Well, what, in case you don't come back? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, may, or maybe what we could do is I can challenge you to find the most famous person you can get. Wow, okay. I mean, you're going to L.A., yeah. And, and you're Jed Shepherd, so... I mean, I have got a few You texted me this afternoon saying, uh, <laughs> just got a coffee with... I can't remember his name. Well, can you even say his name at this point? Yeah, go on. Okay. Uh, is Jason Jason, yeah. Jason Stricker? Stricker? Uh, Reichter. Reichter, sorry. Um, who was in... He's the kid from Free Willy. Free Willy and a couple other things <laughs> as well. Never in Story 3. Never in Story yeah. 3. So Jed text... I'm on the air this afternoon when Jed texts me, got a coffee with so-and-so for us. And I'm like, cool. 
<laughs> Obviously, he's in a TV show, and you know, Jed's agreed to get the somehow we're going to do the pilot. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, I get oh, sorry, not that's wrong, wrong Rob. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Rob Savage and I are going to do a podcast <laughs> where it's, it's called Wrong Rob, <laughs> yeah, that's and good. it's all about all the texts that you send to each of us for the God. wrong one. God, yeah, he's, he's he gets enough wrong texts. <laughs> Um, How's things with you? You good? Yeah, good. Just been just been mega busy. Um, yeah, other podcasts, as as you know, just before this, I well, yeah, I, I produced a podcast called uh, Monkey Tennis. And Never as, heard of it. <laughs> and as the new Alan Partridge uh, series is coming out on TV uh, very shortly in the next couple of weeks, um, yeah, they're all ramping up their kind of recording, and we're recording some pre episodes for that. And uh, those uh, take a lot of lot more editing than this podcast does because there's four of them shouting at each other. So um, it's going to be funny. But, but there is also that I I edit this podcast. You don't, yeah, exactly. because you have so much to do with the uh, Monkey Tennis Boys and with uh, Smegheads and all the other ones you're, you're involved Talks, with yeah, as well. Loads. Yeah, get um, on those guys if you if you want uh, more more of my voice, <laughs> more Jed. Yeah, then please visit the other podcast on postpodcast. Um, Come, we have got a couple of we're going to smash a couple of episodes out Let's tonight together. Um, um, whilst we've got the soft cotton scented candle on the burn. Um, and we're going to start with two shows that, um, well, one I think is probably safe to say could have been the inspiration behind Sex Education, which I know you've watched. Yes. I've now finished the first season you have. of. Yes. Perfect. Loved it. Yeah. Very, very good. Um, I could definitely see similarities. I mean, yeah. Between what I picked this week and Sex Education definitely. on Netflix. So we'll There's have to do that at some point as well. Yeah, we'll wait till Kate uh, Kate Heron, who I'm going to LA with, in fact, um, is on the show. And then we can talk about Sex Education. And hopefully there'll be a series too. Has that been greenlit? Yeah, yes, I, I think so. Has it? Oh, cool. I think it got the light in the last week. Nice. Potentially. So. I wonder if Kate's got, hopefully. Well, I'm sure you'll find out yep. first. And, you'll, <laughs> and uh, as soon as we know, we'll let you know, yeah. of course, on the pilot podcast. So let's crack on with formats. We've got two shows to compare and break down, but just from the pilot episodes only. Yeah. Uh, I shall go first. Mm-hmm. And I have gone for a show called Skins. <laughs> bit of overlapping imagery going on mm. for the title sequence straight in nice what's it, what do they call that again what's it when it would come straight in with the title sequence what's the, is it cold a cold no a cold opens when they first do a little little scene a scene okay then they do the and then they do the title this is just a warm open just yeah why not it's the opposite it's yeah a warm, open. It's a warm open so you get the overlapping sort of mosaic yep. montage of, of imagery uh lots of teen um, sort of young adults yeah. stuff going on in this. I mean, I don't know if it's because there's teenagers in it. It kind of reminded me of the Grange Hill opening credits, but without the oh, yeah. without the cheery music. Well, yeah, semi cheery. Well, but- yeah, I mean, it's, it's semi cheery. There's, there's an element of um, kind of going up, so that the way the scale sort of seems to consistently go up in pitch, mm. it's kind of like the growing up, perhaps. But it's like quite childish like instrumentation yeah. going on like a bit plinky plonky mm. it's kind of like grown-ups but not growing up not quite developed into like adults yeah know, it's, it's like sophisticated music but it's played on childish mu- instruments it's that sort of that that sort of tipping point of being a teenager into being a grown-up mm-hmm. and, and that's essentially where we pick up because we pick up with um, almost the title of this pilot episode which is tony uh, where we meet 
said Tony yeah. uh, on screen. He's a 17-year-old smart ass um, who is just super confident, um, just super cool yeah. amongst everyone. Everyone thinks he's hip and can I can I say something? Swish. Like because I've never seen an episode of Skins before. Likewise. So I didn't know it was Nicholas Holt. I, I honestly yeah. didn't know. Who knew? I didn't know. I didn't know half the people were in this that were in this. There are some famous faces. Harry Enfield almost plays everyone. his dad. Yeah, almost. Every, like um, there's a couple of like little cameos as well. But we'll come to that. But yeah, just I mean, if you could cast something like this now, getting that group of people would be way more expensive than. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can say. I mean, clearly a lot of them are in their early days of acting. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a great sort of. Um, point to sort of mention to whoever cast this the show that they've got some incredible characters in this yeah. um, played by incredible actors uh, and it's a great mix there's a really really good mix i would say there's probably it's probably a group of what six main. the kind of magic number six yeah. of, of kind of main teenage characters um there's some sort of satellite characters in for example um uh, the teacher um that chris is angie uh chris yeah. fancies and um there's the lady, the neighbour of Tony across the way, yeah. um, who happens to be the wife of the headmaster at the school. I'm he really auditions. bad at all their names. Yeah, rubbish with the names. I but, was just like, but there's lots of connections. When, when, yeah, when you when you watch it, you sort of go, oh, hang on, she's here. okay. So that's that's so and so. He's related. Okay, fine. Yeah. And there's I quite know, a I lot. Can of, remember Cassie? That's about it. Yeah, um, but there's the, the principle of this whole episode is that to- Tony uh, Nicholas Holt's character. Is the super confident seventeen-year-old, the kind of leader of the pack mm-hmm. in his group of friends? They're all at that sort of college age, getting ready to go on to Is the next. Like you in school? No, no, yeah. I wasn't like that. I, I wouldn't. I was probably a little bit more like Tony than I am Sid. Right. Yeah. But not quite on that level not of quite like Sid level of. Uh... No, no, like I, I wasn't quite. I wouldn't say I was quite as cocky yeah. as Tony. It's a quiet confidence, maybe. Yeah, I yeah. mean. I, I never struggled with academics. Never struggled with like things like PE music. They're always you were say, never struggled with girls. Like... No, that I still do, despite <laughs> being engaged. So yeah, it's st- still have issues with that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I would say on, on the scale of Sid to Tony, mm-hmm. I'm closer to the Tony end than I am the Sid end. What about yeah. you? Well, on the Sid Tony scale, I reckon this I'm... should be now the new scale. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I guess. I would like to think in my brain that I'm more towards the Tony end. I'm probably more towards the Sid end. Um, I think people are quite surprised, like when they meet me. When when I know them, I'm like I'm hyper and stuff. But yeah. stick me stick me in a room with a load of strangers. I will be quiet as hell, sussing everyone else. Yeah, out first. I'll just be like, who are these people? Why have someone put me in this room full of strangers? Somehow um, you'll find the only person in there that's been in a movie. Yeah, that as well. Somehow you just. Ah, all my references yeah. are weird movies. So yeah, that's like, true. You were 1986, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, um, like the first thing I noticed about this is the casting was absolutely spot on, as we've, we've noticed yeah. with these shows. And also, I think what you said about sex education is, is it did remind because I watched sex education before this, which is quite a weird way to do it. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, this is very similar. Like the setup, you meet the, the central protagonist, and it's a it's a guy. Even though there is an ensemble cast, the main person you're following is a, is the is a guy. Yeah. Um, maybe such education doesn't have a quite a confident uh, go, uh, central character as this. But then they, they flip they flipped it really when you think about it because yeah. I mean we'll talk about sex education another time, yeah. but there's definitely a. a a sort of role reversal. Yeah. 
what I also liked in this, uh, which sometimes you don't see in a lot of teen shows, is you do see the parents. You do see you get that yeah. side of things. And uh, uh, we've done we've done shows before where it's just like parents don't exist. Like actually, no. Talking to Pug, Pug, Pug War, the parents do exist in that, but they're kind of like real like tertiary characters. Yeah, it's all about the kids. Um, so yeah, so there, I, there, I, there's, I like a, there's, a, there's a little bit more from them and, and the gr- and the grown-ups in general yeah. to play a slightly larger role in this than than we have seen in other teenage ones. Saved by mm. the Bell, for example, things straight up. Yeah, um, you don't see it's, it's all about the the kids, the teenagers. Yeah. It's I just don't know. I mean, part of me says if you explain the plot to this episode, yeah, it just doesn't feel like it's that relatable or that sort of realistic but actually i think it really is i think it's so reflective of a particular i think it's different worlds what they've managed to do is combine different worlds and different experiences of teenage life yeah and pull them all into this one little universe because i i agree in some respects and maybe this does reflect some people out there listen to this might think okay this is exactly what happened during my teen years None of this happened. None of this happened to me. <laughs> no one was forcing me to do anything. No one was making me do this. There wasn't nothing as dramatic as. But obviously, this yeah. is a TV show, so they put like the four or five most dramatic things that can happen to a, to teenagers in the first episode. Um, yeah, but again, there is. I can't wait to. Do, we should have done this against sex education, shouldn't we? Because we there done. are similarities in, in terms of like virginity and things like yeah. that, and. Um, well, that, that is that is ultimately the crux of the uh, episode, and I believe it will probably be the the ongoing theme that will run through probably at least season, series one, yeah. season one, uh, and that is that Tony is trying to get Sid laid, yeah, uh, in his terms, not mine. Um, but yeah, and it's just there's all these. <laughs> it's funny because there are little nuggets of it that are very relatable. Or, or sorry, sorry, will be very relatable to some, and other bits will be completely like, well, that would never happen. Yeah. But to others, it would have done. And and the other side of the coin is that that stuff wouldn't have been. So, yeah. for example, like having like Tony's a bit of a perv over one of his neighbours, and she knows it because she catches him looking. Yeah. And it's almost like she's like thinks, oh, well, just it's only harmless looking. Yeah. Um, and for some people, that might have been a thing, like where they had a neighbour that they used to sort of look in on. But did you? No, but I'm just saying, like someone. Follow must... up question. Gone. Did you buy binoculars to look at your neighbours from far far away? No. Okay. Nor did I. No. I, I... Well, my bedroom's always been on the back, so it's just looking at trees. <laughs> okay. So, but uh, it doesn't. No, I just think there's an element of like that would have happened to to some, yeah. a very small number, no doubt. Um, and then there would have been others that won't understand the sort of brother-sister relationship that he's got with his little sister. She's come back from a party of some sort, yeah. and he turns up the stereo really loud, so Dad comes upstairs barking and screaming at the door, going, turn it down! Harry Enfield's character. Yeah. Uh, while sister sneaks in the front door. Love, lovely, to, great and, writing. Yeah, exactly, and that's yeah. lovely, because actually the first impression you get of Tony is he's a right arse. Mm-hmm. But actually he's got this sort of sweet side to him, yeah. where he's sort of looking out for those that yeah. he cares about his mates and his sister, for example. Um, Sid, what do you think of Sid? I can kind of understand why he's having <laughs> problems. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I, I knew people who was, who was as kind of wet as him in terms of, like, no confidence and... Um, but yeah, I mean, no one should... like Straight out, no one should rush you to do these things. No one should... Nope. 
force you or peer pressure you into doing these things. But like Sid strikes me as someone. And I don't I don't know what happens in the the, the pre the, sorry the subsequent episodes. Yeah. Um. But I can just tell this is going to be a running thing, and at some point he's going to take the plunge, and it's going to be an <laughs> absolute mess. A little bit like in um. Uh, like the in-betweeners, it feels like there was a yeah. similar thing in the in the in-betweeners as well. With the I wonder, character. yeah, I wonder how much of the in-betweeners uh, was uh, inspired by skins as well. There's, yeah. there's sort of elements that certainly can see were largely borrowed. Yeah, I and, think and being British as well, and being British as well. Yeah, uh, the sort of teen thing in the American scene would have been completely different yeah. to to this kind of thing. Well. Um, Besides, I think it is a very influential TV show, but I also think it takes influences from things like, uh, do you remember that 90s American film by Harmony Corrine called Kids? It follows around a group of teenagers, but they were like a bit vaguely 14, 15. um, And it kind of reminded me of that, just stuff that is designed to kind of shock an older set of eyes watching this. Like, "My, my kid doesn't do that. My kid would never do that. Of course they would. Uh, I don't know if you've got the details in front of you. Yeah, what, I do. Um, the year of the episode, the date of the episode. Yeah. Before you say it, okay. what year does it sort of make you feel like it's from? I thought it would be a lot earlier. Uh, likewise. I thought this would be 2002, about, 2003. Oh, no, I was about 10 years. I'd have gone. Oh. I'd have easily said it was 10 years older than it actually is. Like nine, late 90s or yeah. something? Yeah. The, 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 I know it's not. I hope it's not the criticism. I, I don't. I don't that. know if it is. It just the physical look of the episode looks quite low-fi. If I can use that yeah, phrase, yeah, it's not quite as sharp as I expected something from two thousand and seven to look. I think we're just a bit spoilt now, don't we? we I think we, we are. Everything to be like amazingly graded on film and. Um, yeah, I mean, this doesn't look as good as some of the other things, but um, I mean, it's filled with stars or potential yeah, stars. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it takes anything away from the show itself. I don't think it takes anything away from the story, the characters, or anything like that. Just for me, I was imag- I, before I'd even looked it up. I was going, "Well, this is probably about 90, 95 at the absolute earliest, but probably more like ninety seven, ninety eight ish." But then I was like, wow, 2007, okay. Um, 25th of Jan. Fine. Okay, well, yeah, so actually it's, it's near on 12 years old now. Yeah. I think it looks a lot older than 12 years, but... When we come to judging for has it aged well, we'll, we'll maybe discuss Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Sid, I, I kind of... Do you feel anything for him? I mean, I obviously feel sorry for him. And also, I just wanted to go, mate, don't worry about it. Just chill. Yeah. Just wait till season two, at least. I, I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder, like, how much of the societal changes in the last 12 years mm-hmm. make us look at this a little bit different the whole like not pressuring into you know stuff when you're a late teenager well like i think the pressure probably now is a lot higher than it ever was just with yeah. stuff on tv and it's a lot people are a lot more open about it um but i don't know like maybe some some people can tell us what it's like now but like i just feel like May, maybe this is why it feels a bit nineties because it, that yeah. that particular thing, like f- bringing up someone's virginity and and kind of like bringing up all the time as a joke and like peer pressure them into doing it, feels like a nineties thing. Yeah. But to be fair, they they've used it on multiple shows now, yeah. Sex Education and uh, um, uh, In Between Us. So maybe it's still a common. Uh, for me, though, I think there's there's an element of... Tone, and this goes back to the sort of him looking out for his mates and the people he cares about. 
there's an element of Tony's sort of, you know, wanting to help him out because yeah. Tony and Sid shouldn't be mates. Like true on on a on a bit of paper when you're going to sort of draw up people who should be hanging out with who. Yeah. Sid and Tony are not in the same friendship group. True. Yeah. And I think that's what makes this so brilliant. I think in that this group are the most surreal sort of collection of people that they, they shouldn't really like the, they're the, they're the a team they're the they're, yeah. they're the teenage 90s a team because they, they, they shouldn't they shouldn't really be hanging out they shouldn't be the best of mates but yeah. they're this little group looking out for each other mm-hmm. and usually in a tv show it would be like uh a part, like two detectives they've been put together to solve a case and yeah the complete opposites but in this they just go to the same school but yeah but it's not like they don't they haven't chosen to live together as grown-ups they're all teenagers yeah yeah and it's like they've gravitated towards each other for what reason there's obviously mm. something they've all got yeah kind of in common a common ground between them that means they draw they've drawn themselves towards each other i mean they've all got issues really um but what's tony's issue He's literally got all, he's got the prettiest girl in the year type thing. He's got all the confidence you need. He can sing, so he's got all the girls like you know swooning after him because yeah. that's where the party comes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm assuming he has no problem talking to grown ups. I'm assuming he's got issues because you can't have a character like that and not <clears throat> like I don't know if you've watched any Riverdale, but like no. the character of Archie seems to be able to do every single thing. <laughs> he is the, he's a jock. He's amazing at sports. He can also he's amazing at guitar. He's just gets all the girls like multiple girls are like falling over him you can just do everything um i'm just like okay something's wrong is gonna happen but so far i mean i think i'm into series two he's still like good at everything flawless yeah which is kind of weird and i don't really like characters like that because it's not realistic um true but i assume nicholas hull or um will will see some kind of uh, comeuppance yeah. For being so confident and, and great at things. <laughs> All right, so, so fast forward through the storyline a little bit then. Yeah. Um, Sid is sent to pick up some drugs um, for a yeah. party. And he's sent to the drug dealer's house. Mm-hmm. Which is just, you know, I'm I'm seeing a big warning flag at this point. Going like, what are you doing, Sid? Come on, yeah. this is only going to end badly. And anyway, he, he obtains the drugs. And <clears throat> he uh, uh, obtains a few more than he should have done. And because they go into a party, they, uh, they've been invited to a party because uh, Tony goes to a singing audition at this school, quite a preppy sort of posh school. He's clearly not that kind of kid, but he goes along. So he gets an entrance scholarship of some sort and um, all the girls are watching him sing and he can sing beautifully. And it's just, you know, like, oh, wow, look at that guy. He's amazing. Do you want to come to my party? Yep, it's here. It's there. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. Bring some friends. Super lovely. So he thinks, well, I'm the cool guy. I can get stuff, mm-hmm. so they get some, they get some drugs, and they take it to the house. And the girls' parents are away, so it's that typical kind of parents have gone away. It's the girl with the, with the big house, the mansion. Yeah, um, everyone goes around there and parties, and it's like the poshest party you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, they, for a bunch of seventeen-year-olds, it's kind the kind of stuff you only see in films. But then, I. I, I don't know, know how a, real that is. I knew a couple of poshos at school. <laughs> I was never invited to their posho parties, but I assume it was like this. <laughs> is this, is it, I mean, like in sex education as well. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Kate. Well, we'll come on to the... On yeah. to, uh, like, the parties in that. How big is, are the houses in that? I know. Like, ginormous. It's it's not it's not right, mate. It's, there's, there's elements of it that are just far-fetched enough to remind you you're watching a television show. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. 
I don't think that takes away from the show in any way, shape or form. I just think you get those little brief moments where you're reminded it's not real. Um, Because fast forward through the party, uh, they get sort of gate crashed by further mates who have decided to go and support one of their gay friends. Yeah. A gay night. Big gay Um, night. And that turns out not to be such a big gay night. So they go, fine, let's go to the party instead. All hell breaks loose. A fight breaks out. They escape. They leg it. They steal the girl's dad's car mm-hmm. um, and tear it off round the round the lanes because one of the girls, slightly away with the fairies character, yeah. um, she has blacked out and she's taken something and we don't know what it yeah. is. That's Cassie, right? Cassie, yeah. yeah. She's in Game of Thrones as well. Is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone was like, oh, that's the girl from uh, Skins. And I was like, absolutely not. Okay, fair enough. She's very good in Game of Thrones. Fair. Oh, well, I'll take yeah. your word for it, having not seen it. But we'll get to that at some point. And then they are... Uh, it turns out she's fine. She's just having a snooze. Uh, but they, they bark the car up to let um, Dev's character go for a wee up a tree. Um, while they're arguing about, you know, rolling a couple of spliffs up in the car yep. to get high before they get in deep doo-doo, um, someone releases the handbrake and the car goes rolling down a hill into a river. Brilliant. Like It's like Ferris Bueller, the end of Ferris Bueller. Yeah, and... As re- as sort of unrealistic as all that sounds, me explaining it, when you watch it, you're like, oh, oh, holy crap. Okay, that's, oh, okay, it's all gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like, you think they've escaped all the, the, the problems of the fight at the party, but actually, oh, proper problems now. That bit felt a bit of a cliche, because I, I've seen that, like, a few times now. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, at the end of Ferris Bueller, when they get, these, well, the whole film's about them stealing uh, Cameron's car, dad's car yeah and they sneak it back right at the end but then um and they think they can take the uh the mileage off by running the car in reverse they put it up on they, <laughs> they put it up on uh on 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 a, on a vice thing run it in reverse and it's not working and then cameron kicks the thing over and it reverses out of the house down a massive hill and it explodes <laughs> um and that's what this felt like it was like oh okay well, it's, it's a nice touch it's a nice touch but it felt like... A little it, bit forced. It, yeah, forced. I, I, I could see it coming as well. I don't think I did. Okay. Whether that's on me for my my attention, yeah. I don't know. Doesn't mean but... I didn't enjoy it. Didn't Doesn't mean I didn't enjoy no. it. I still enjoyed it. But it, it does bring it. up a question. Uh, we don't spoil anything on the show past the pilot. We'll only tell you what's happening in this first episode. Yeah. Um, but it brings me on nicely to, I think, the commandments, actually. So um, first commandment we have is, do you want to watch episode two? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do because I'm not of sure when, because but... of the final scene almost. Yeah, because they do lay there in bed. So this is Sid and Tony. They've gone back to Tony's place. Yeah. They just they've got out the car. The car's gone in the river. Everyone comes out the car, and they're laying in bed. And Sid turns to Tony and goes, "Tony, Chris and that Polish girl did get out the car at the <laughs> town, didn't they?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, of course they did." And then you realise that when you watch the car go under... Did he go back? And all the kids come out... Yeah. Chris doesn't come out the car. Yeah, I didn't go back. And neither does the uh, neither does the Polish girl. He's sort of smooching in the back. Yeah. And a part of me's like, well, now I need to know. Yeah. Just just for that. Even for even if there's no reason, other reason. Just to find out if that... If they did get out. Yeah. Because I, I did go back. I actually oh, went, I, I went back okay. to the hospital bit where they pull out outside the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to see if they got out. Yeah. Or if I could see anyone in the back. That's what I was going to say. Like, were they in the background? And that was the... Cl- and I don't know. Okay. I, they, they've they managed to do that really well. Yeah. So that you don't ever see them get out, but you don't ever see them not get out. Right. So I don't know. 
And that alone makes me want to watch episode two. Nothing else about the story as such Mm. makes me need to watch episode two. But that, and maybe that's all that's needed. I mean, it's it's a good device to make you watch the, yeah. the next episode for for sure. But I just I just quite liked the the, the vibe and the, and the group of people. Yeah, I did and, as well. Um, I was kind of see what what happens. I next. want to see what happens to Sid. Yeah. I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind I'm kind of intrigued. So, um, episode two, yes. Yeah. Uh, does it have a memorable theme tune? I think it will do. I think that sort of thing takes a few episodes to watch. And... Yeah, it remind. I think it was. We haven't. We've, have we done six, we've done six feet under, haven't we? Yes. It reminded me of yeah, that. Yeah, 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 it did. Pinky, yeah, yeah. Kind of. And I think after we watch that a few times, it will start to sink yeah. in as a, as a theme tune you recognise and yeah. sing along. So, yes. Uh, does it introduce you to a new character or journey? I mean... Uh, nearly. Yeah, a little bit. Like, obviously, the, the journey Sid's of Sid's journey. trying to get his end away. Um, <laughs> would you pause for a pee? I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would either, yeah. Okay, do you feel emotionally connected? Love or hate with one or more of the characters? I mean, even, I even though... sort of feel for Sid. Yeah, I think Sid's the only one I, at the moment who isn't a... Yeah, I think Sid, Sid's the one I just identify enough, with the most. Just enough to the to think, oh, I kind of care to see how it turns out for him. Does, yeah. he, does he sort of get confidence or not? Yeah, um, Would you recommend it? I mean, I feel like I we're would. the only ones who haven't seen it, but... Um... Yeah, yeah, I, I would. I yeah, would say no, to I someone would. who hasn't given it a go, give it a go, yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, is there a mic drop? I mean, the very end, I guess. Yeah, it's like, oh. I think it's that moment when you realise that you didn't notice it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's it's a that... gentle drop. Yeah, maybe the drug thing as well, but... Yeah, possibly. Not a gentle drop, but um, not particularly... Not a huge one, but a yeah. gentle one for sure. Does it defy expectations? Yeah, for me, anyway. I thought it'd be crap. To be honest with I, you, I was waiting for this <laughs> rubbish. I was like, "Oh, I'm enjoying this." I, I, I did put it on, and, I, and I, just in that first moment, I thought, "Oh God, what have I picked <laughs> oh, yeah. here? You absolute pleb!" What is this? Nineties. Yeah, well, that's it. I thought, "Oh, I've, I've dropped one here," <laughs> um, but actually, no, it does. It, it, yeah. It's much better than you initially expected to be. Has it aged well? No, I don't think it has. I think. A lot of the scenarios are cliche now, yeah. And I think it was cliche back in two thousand and seven, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the acting's. I think the acting's great. The casting's great. I don't. I just no. Yeah, it has, it hasn't it. aged yeah. well. Um, but is the hype real? Yeah, I think. I think so. Yeah, I mean, this is very popular. It was remade as an American show, and they love it in America. And yeah, they what? do. I'm on All board, right. I'm on board. Let's give it a score in a little while. First okay. things first, though, we need to do the other show which we are reviewing this week, and that is your choice, Jed. And that's right. And this week, my show is a similarly teen-themed uh, series. <laughs> sort of on a fancy word there, but I can't think of one. Um, and that is the sci-fi behemoth, Misfits. <laughs> Theme song. I think it puts you in the mood. You don't know what's going on, and that's a good point. You don't know what's going on. I didn't realise this was sci-fi or fantasy. That's good. Should I say going into it not knowing that? No idea. So, so my introduction to this uh, show was that 
all my friends were like, Jed, you would love this. And the only way they would reason they would say that to me is if it's a horror or a sci-fi. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I do my, my usual when people recommend things to me. <coughs> I leave it put right to the bottom of my list. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm always like, I can, I'll just choose things myself. Thank you very much. Um, but then I got around to watching it. And I watched uh, the first five episodes of this probably last year. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, and... I don't know why I stopped because I was enjoying it. So this show has made me rewatch it again. And I think I'm going to continue on now and watch it properly now because I just v- very much enjoyed this first episode, probably more than I did the first time around. I, I, I just didn't see any of this coming. Okay. That's was, good. This was absolutely a complete surprise to me. I didn't, when it opened up and you can clearly, t- uh, very early on, you can tell that the six youngsters use, as uh, they might be called, yobos uh, are on <laughs> yobos. community are on community service. Yeah, um, you can tell that by the fact they're wearing these orange uh, kind of overall yeah. type things. And there is a sort of community service worker overseeing what they're doing. They've, they've been told to basically paint some benches and you know give back to the community because they've yeah. clearly done something wrong. So community before you even got into anything else of the story, you've got six characters. Six stories as to how and why they've been reprimanded by the law and why they're now doing community service. Yeah. And clearly all of them, to an extent, are wanting to do something better with themselves because they've all turned up. Yeah. And I like the fact that you kind of you dropped into this scenario that the event that got them in trouble has already happened and you're there and you're seeing the kind of the repercussions now. You're seeing them having to fix up this community centre, make it look pretty. Obviously the person in charge isn't really like he doesn't really like the fact he has to look after these these um, rag- vagabonds. Um, <laughs> oh, what a word! Yeah, what a word! But like I I love a bit bit like skins, but maybe it's done better here. An ensemble cast that get to just spar with each other, like with words. Yeah, and- but I think what works better with this show, and this might be giving away a few uh, hints <laughs> as to which way we might be going with this, but what I think works no nicely with the character mix is that they've all come from different walks of life. It just yeah. so happens they've all been put into this situation because they all committed crime within the same window of time. The rep- uh, repercussions of it are that they all did community service and they've all been told, turn up here. Yeah, yeah, and it's this is how their six worlds collide, and what's going to happen from here. That kind of is the story of misfits. Yeah, exactly, and and it's a good word as well. Misfits is a great word for it's a great word for, for people this. who don't sort of fit in. Uh, yeah, don't really confine or aren't really confined by law and yeah. order and things like that. And yeah, it's like it's like that pulp song. Um, you know that one about misfits? <laughs> they just talk about the uh, people who are like the the oddballs, the people who yeah just don't fit into social groups very well. Yeah, they found their own way to make entertainment, and it's usually crimes. So I wake of, up in the middle of the night remembering what that song is tonight. You watch. Yeah, all of these people are there for for good reasons, and um, yeah, and they're having to be outside and 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 spend their days giving back. Unfortunately, it's getting a bit stormy. Yep. And uh, they are caught caught in a, in a thunderstorm, a giant sleet storm by yeah. the looks of things. Like they all of out of nowhere, and this is where the moment I was like, okay, this isn't what it's going to be. No, it's fine. How, how long into it did you realise something's going to happen here when they got struck? No, but when it was the giant sleet, oh. when the sleet was like apocalyptic sized, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, something's not all right. It's, this is not going to be a straightforward like comedy drama. Yeah. This is going to be sci fi ish. And again, the casting here is, is, is absolutely brilliant. And, mm-hmm. and like you feel like you've seen all these people's faces before. Yeah. And you have in, in, in multiple things. Um, 
But yeah, so and I just need to point out the directing of this episode is 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 brilliant as well, um, because when they do get struck by um, lightning, yeah, the the way they kind of it almost transports them, um, maybe not physically but mentally into this like black kind of background, and they're going going in slow motion and um, ju- yeah, just the moment of impact where they uh, spoilers get powers. I think I think it's brilliant and really brilliantly done, mm. and and it. And it portrays really quickly that something's happened to them and not quite normal. I don't know how I feel about going into the show unawares that that is what's going to happen. Really? And then it happening. I wish I, I, wish I didn't know anything about it. Because I already knew going in. Because I remember the adverts no, on I, TV. No, I don't know. I... <sighs> what, you, I, you, I, don't, I, you don't like this fact. You, you, you just wanted a group of uh, young offenders just, just chatting in, like, shanking each other. I, no, I, I don't know what it is. I, it, it's the only tiny thing that bothers me. Is this okay. out, out of nowhere? This, and I guess it gives me enough questions to want to watch on. Yeah. So, you know, it does do its job in that aspect. But like, where did this storm come from? It seems it just seems really random that this storms come up and and it's some sort of freaky supernatural storm. Giant sleet falling down, yeah, and they all get struck by lightning. This it's just a supernatural six... thunderstorm, Rob. Just, just just a supernatural thunderstorm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it happens every now and again. Yeah, okay. Um, but just to give you some context, uh, I want to kind of tell you uh, what powers they got. So when I say the person what? with power, let me know what you what, what you think. Yep. Um, so uh, there's uh, Kelly, yeah, who's constantly judged for basically being a chav. Yeah. Um, she gets telepathy. Yeah. So I think that's really, really interesting. So she can tell what people think. Um, yeah, because she's probably a sort of person that would shed a lot of sort of opinion on someone without yeah. actually getting to know them. Yeah. Whereas her, her, well, it's almost not, not a superpower. It's almost like a curse. <laughs> and and that's kind of what it becomes as well. Yeah. So ah, uh, see, I didn't see it like yeah, that before yeah. until you until you've mentioned it now. Yeah. I didn't look it like that. And then you've got Curtis, who is he can essentially rewind time. Very much as an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that might come in come in. Has made a mistake, and one one mistake has led to the end of his potential career. So yep, yeah, yep, no, that's yep, good. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, then you've got um, Alicia, who um, she's the, kind of the sexual, maybe the overly se- sexual one. Um, her power is she can just by touching her make people fall in love with her um, and lust after her as well. Yeah, which you could kind of do anyway, but not to this extent. Yeah, this is almost to a point where it's like it's it's infatuation yeah. immediately caused by skin to skin touch and this yeah. is just like hand to hand or whatever yeah um then you've got simon who um is basically in- invisible but like he can't really choose when it turns on and turns off yeah but i don't get that because he he burnt down a house yeah so he's like he's not ever being noticed before so he's been made invisible so it's that's almost like a so it's, so he's he's the reason he's so antisocial. The reason he's gone on the wrong path, yeah. so, societally, yeah. is because he wasn't being paid attention to, or he wasn't being noticed. Well, yeah. I mean, some of these some of these powers are like quite like quite ironic for for, mm. for for their kind of crimes. And are they are they being punished, or are they given a, a gift? And can you even tell? That's what this entire show is about to me. Is this a gift or is it a curse? Now, unfortunately, it's taken this hanging out on doing the pilot podcast yeah. for me to f- realise that 
I yeah. wish I'd seen that in the show itself. Yeah. Like, I really wish I'd mentally seen it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's but it, you see this kind of premise in things like, like X-Men as well. Like, people have got powers, but... Like, don't have to use them or control them or yeah. understand them. I guess. Like, like Rogue in, in, in the first X-Men film with yeah. Rogue. She, t- she can't touch anyone because she'll like suck all the life out of them. Um, which a lot of uh, girls do anyway. But we've got... <laughs> <laughs> we've got um, yeah, and then you've got one person, Nathan, who doesn't... Nothing seems to be happening, at least in this first episode. Um, nothing seems to be kind of happening to him. Um, and, you, and this is quite a... A so, great premise for a TV show. You've got a bunch of young kids mm-hmm. who are not... You can't control them. They, they, you've already been proven that you can't control them. Young offenders, they are the ones with the powers. Finally, the tables have turned, and those without the powers now have the powers. Okay, so what? explain the uh, community officer, Tony. Yeah, so Tony is a community officer. He's the one who's looking after them. He is also affected. Yep. At, well, you don't know that at first. No. Yeah. He becomes, and again, this is a little, a little bit... This is what I'm saying. Like, this mark. is the one I can't, 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 yeah. can't find the connection for. So it affects him in a little bit of a different way. He becomes essentially a monster yeah. um, that is kind of just attacking anything that moves, really. Uh, but I don't understand, because he's a, he's a community service officer. He's He's there to oversee people's rehab why would he turn into a monster that makes no sense again we we don't know we don't know what why the supernatural storms happened and why this storm has given them powers again i've only seen the first five episodes and to be honest i can't remember the, the okay. next three or four um but yeah so we, we, we're stuck with this situation where they are now it's like a siege movie basically they have to go into the um uh, community centre and basically barricade themselves in because there's nut jobs outside trying to get in, trying to kill them. Because yep. one of them was confronted by um, the community officer and uh, realises he's a nutcase and is basically turning into a monster. Um, so, and this is where they are able to show or and explain to themselves that something weird's going on. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they get to use their powers a little bit. I just, I mean, I, I think it's very clever how they um, they take out one character um, quite early on. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to spoil the who yeah, it is. No. I'll, I'll leave it because I think it's more interesting for you to watch the episode and, and see it for yourself. Yeah. They take out one of the characters um, for about 20 minutes, half an hour uh-huh. um, before they come back into it. Uh, but the, during the time of their absence, um, four of the remaining five all discover their ability slash power slash curse mm-hmm. and there's one that doesn't so i found that quite interesting a choice to do like to not give it all away just yet yeah because there's still there are some like well, okay they've where's all, my powers yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, enables that storyline to brew so there's the now that now there's the question of like okay so they all got struck yeah. We know what's happened to the officer. We know what's happened to five of the six yeah. uh, characters. And although one of them has gone missing, yeah. uh, out of shot for 20 minutes or so. I'm not going to mention the name because that's... No, uh, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah so that, but they, they, they are found uh, towards the end of the episode. Um, by Tony. By Tony. The, essentially the monster, raven, lunatic, he wants to kill them. Yeah. Um, for some reason. Um and yeah, I mean, and sometimes you've just got to do what you've got to do. Again, I'm not going to, I don't want to give away no. 
but um, they managed to use their powers to together yeah to demonstrate to themselves and almost to the world really what they can do but i guess it shows a vulnerability in all of them as well because each each of them takes some time before they are confident enough to say to the others hey look something happened to me when the lightning struck yeah they all they're all aware of it before they make mention to anyone else yeah because you don't know who to trust especially in that scenario mm. um but yeah like I, I think this is such a great setup it is basically the x-men they they have powers that they haven't asked for um, that nature has given them but I like it because it's on a street level and yeah. I don't mean to sound like a old git saying things like that yeah. but because it's done with like normal people yeah. and youngsters I mean late teens early sort of 20s young adults yeah because of that it's it's really relatable and and there's and where they filmed it I don't know where they filmed it but where it is is wonderfully I actually know is it on the Thames it's uh, yeah because I know they filmed a lot of it in Thamesmead which is where Emma lives okay. who's been on the show before because um, she's a massive fan of Misfits um, it's going to be effed off that she wasn't on this show um, <laughs> but yeah no, um, yeah it's filmed in, in Thamesmead sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, and, and, and Thamesmead itself is like a man-made little town um, a concrete jungle isn't it yeah little... it's recent really recent like seven like early 70s maybe um it was made so um yeah and it's just a, a quite a weird almost alien setting for something like this so it's it's, it's quite, quite sparse cool. yeah and quite also, cold it was also used Thamesmead that and, and and actually the blocks of flats that they um they show in this um in Clockwork Orange the uh Stanley oh, Kubrick okay. movie yeah so yeah it's got pedigree for um sci-fi and um it, horror elements it certainly has um i wonder if there are any more characters to come into it. I, I mean, I, well, I mean, obviously, obviously at the end of the episode, that maybe the end isn't the end for some of the characters. No, because um, so so there's a, a, one of the characters goes missing. It's really hard to do without saying anything. Yeah. So one of the characters goes missing for uh, two thirds of the show. Uh, <laughs> they're there at the start. They're there at the end. Yeah. Um, the officer, the community sort of service officer, um, Tony. Yep. Uh, he he goes um, messing towards the end. Um, although you know where because it's part of the story. Yeah. Uh, and they all know where, but it hasn't been reported back to sort of head office. Yeah. And then head office come down and sort of go, well, what happens? Like, where do they go? And it's like, yeah. well, we don't know. Yeah, they were exactly. here. We were here yesterday. We're all here yesterday. They're not here today. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, obviously, they can't be. No one in authority would trust these kids. No, so. they're all, they're all on sort of probation because yeah. they're all doing community service for for various crimes, and they do actually share their stories as to why they're doing the time yeah. at the start. So you get introduced to that, mm-hmm. so you can tell where they're all kind of come from. Yeah, really. Um, I, I, yeah. I, well, what do you what did who, you think? Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I did like it. Who's your favourite? I think we're meant to like Nathan, who is like the main yep. kind of good-looking, curly-haired guy. Um, and yeah, he's played by... Robert. Robert. I can't see. It's Sheehan. Robert Sheehan, yes. And he's like a, an Irish actor who's been in, in, in multiple shows. And you probably know him. Fortitude. From... Is he in Fortitude? Yeah. Ah, plays a, ca- a small character in Fortitude in one of the series. Oh, that's right, and he's also in the new film um, uh, Mortal Engines, which I unfortunately oh. saw. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yes, he's in Mortal Engines. Not that good. Oh no, is it not? 
Well, I mean, it's all right if if you like the books and stuff. Um, okay. But yeah, and you might know him from from Geostorm. He was in Geostorm as well, and uh, some other films like that. Um, and yeah, it was in in the Borrowers film, the TV movie. Oh, really? So yeah, you might know him, Red Riding, and the Tudors, and things like that. So oh, it was in the upcoming Netflix show, The Umbrella Academy, as well. He plays Klaus. All right. Well, I don't know if I, I care for much for Nathan as a character. I am more intrigued by Simon. Oh, okay. Um, um, why th- Simon? I don't know. It's, it's the invisibility. It's the sort of like, I'm not noticed. I burnt someone's house down. Yeah. It's the psychopath in him that I'm quite intrigued by. Well, this is this is the thing. So, 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 so this I think guy... he has more mystery to him than the other characters do at this stage. Well, it's End of pilot episode. The fact you haven't seen Game of Thrones... If you've seen Game of Thrones, that will inform you very, very, very much to to um, Simon, played by Ewan um, Ryan. Yeah. Because in Game of Thrones, he is the nastiest piece of work of all time. <laughs> so as soon as I saw him in this, I was he- like, this guy is going to be nasty personified, yep. Yep. like he always is. Um, so yeah. So, but I, I guess I did warm to him a little bit in this. I just, for me, I, I, he felt like the sort of the helpless one. Of the lot, despite him not clearly being helpless. It doesn't look. The thing is, like, it's funny when they cast people like this because he's meant to be the invisible. He's the outcast. He's a good-looking he's guy. The out, he's the he's outcast got, of the outcast. Blue eyes. Yeah. Um. He's he's not a small guy. Like, but he's the misfit of the misfits. Yeah. Yeah, I give you that. And I, and I, part of me thinks the others will band together, and he will get left out. And I just, I wonder what that sort of dynamic will do to him. I'm more intrigued by his storyline than anyone else is at this point. Yeah, I think I think yeah, his powers is a little bit more literal to to what he's experienced in the world because mm. <laughs> he'll probably just be like, oh yeah, but thank, thanks a lot, uh, Supernatural Thunderstorm. Yeah, I'm invisible. Yeah. Brilliant. Cheers. Like I wasn't anyway. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, so uh, Alicia. Um, Alicia is uh, yeah, she's all right. I mean, it's quite hard in the in today's day and age to make a comment about a character like this yeah. and not get yourself in trouble. Um, I think... If oh, the- she, she was a bit a bit of a moody cow and I think there's an attitude with her and... But if they were making this I now, think I'm deliberately... I'm th- deliberately being made to think that. Like, I'm supposed to not really... I'm supposed to feel a little bit sorry for Curtis, but I don't because ultimately he messed up. Alicia, I'm supposed to not feel anything for. I'm supposed to just maybe or even disregard her, kind of like, yeah, well, maybe, she can do what she wants. Yeah. Kelly, I'm also supposed to be, I'm, I'm supposed to sort of slightly feel sorry for, but also not because she's I a quite, chav. Yeah, I quite like Kelly, though. Um, Nathan, maybe the slightly more helpless one of the yeah. lot. So perhaps, um, and then Gary as well, um, the other characters that we're not mentioned too much of. Um, again, like, you know, you just, you, you sort of, you don't feel that much for them because they're all misfits. They're all, they're all reprobates and yeah. vagabonds, as you call them. Um and so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much I, um, how much I, I, I care for any of them. But there's a more of an air of mystery for Simon's character than anyone else. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I guess he has got a bit more of a mystery. But do, do you identify with him more than you do with with, with Nathan? Say, yes. Really? Because I think the writers were I trying the, to make you like Nathan a bit more. Yeah, they probably he were. Like the main... he, they were, but I think there's an element of, especially in today, like 12 years on from the show being broadcast, 10 years on, sorry, yeah. um, it's, it's, the, you know, it's the people that get ignored. You shouldn't be, no one should be sort of feeling invisible. Mm-hmm. No one should feel like they didn't exist. Yeah. And the very fact he's 
sort of fighting out by being an arsonist, yeah, I think speaks volumes. Yeah, just to get noticed. Mm. Mm. Commandments. Yeah, just just one thing. Just one thing. I want to ask you a question. If you were hit by a supernatural thunderstorm, yep, what power would you want? What power do I want, or what power would I presumably get based on the patterns of we have observed? It would likely be something that you wouldn't want. I'm guessing. I know what I know what you'd be given. Probably the inability to speak. I was going to say that because your radio show people would. Wouldn't it be ironic if you couldn't speak? Shy, probably but shyness. Probably, probably be like a an inability to communicate with others because of embarrassment and shyness. But whereas I have no problem talking to anyone. But then you would get you would get your power would manifest in a certain way. Like, yeah, you can't speak. Maybe you couldn't speak English, but you can speak every other language besides English. Every other language yeah. besides the one you actually need. Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah, and I think about you. I think I would get something like. Um, I don't know because I feel like I would be given like an invis- like the invisible thing as well if I had to pick it out of the ones already there because I feel like what I do is like try and get my things noticed my like and uh, so nobody that, noticing your things yeah so so yeah maybe I'm there but everything I try and do and everything I try to make just turns to to rubble basically <laughs> okay <laughs> that's my superpower um, so for misfits then do you want to watch episode two hundred yeah. percent yes I and do. I will. Does it have a memorable theme tune? Oh, not massively. Not I think it'd eventually get sort of stuck in. Yeah. But it's not this is the thing. It was the 80s and the 90s had the theme songs, which were like, told you exactly what happens in the show. Yeah. And also had this, the name of the show in it. Yeah. Um, and we just don't get there anymore. We don't. Does it introduce you to a new character or journey? Yes. It's these six oh, people yeah. coming together, starting a new, so starting afresh almost. Yeah. Uh, would you pause for a pee? Not sure I would. I don't think I'd miss too much. No. Yeah. Uh, do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate, with one or more of the characters? Do you yeah. know what? I, I, all of them. I can't, I like, feel, so, I, feel I something see. for some of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and some of them. Well, maybe the fact, maybe the lack of giving a monkeys what happens to a couple of them. Maybe yeah. that's exactly what I'm supposed to feel for. You've got it. a lot to choose from. Yeah. Yeah. As a range of emotions for for the group, would you recommend it? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yes, but I would tell anyone who wants to sit down and watch it. It's would you a, give the game away? No, I would just say it's sci-fi. Okay. I would say like it's a kind of uh, gritty sci-fi drama. I think yeah, I think that's or kind fantasy of fantasy drama. I think just yeah. that little element of information would mean that when you see this sort of thunderstorm, yeah, you wouldn't be completely like, well, "What the bloody hell did that come but from?" But isn't it better for someone to go in fresh? No, I don't know if it was. Like and, I, and as I say, I, I honestly, hand on heart, went in no, not having a clue that that's what it was going to be. I told you about my mate who reads the reviews of all the films he watches oh, before he goes to cinema. Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. Reviews, <laughs> watches YouTube videos of of uh, That's not the way to do things, is it? And that's what this feels that's like. That's not the way to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So okay. So has it aged well? Ye- I think it's aged it's not better done bad. than Skins. Not done bad. Has yeah. it lived up to the hype? Yeah, I think so. I think this was quite hyped, well, at least among my friendship group. Mic drop? I mean, we could say any endings on mic drop, but I, I don't know. Not massively. Yeah. Not massively. All right. Okay, let's score them. Let's score them and wrap up. Okay. Skins. You go first. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Much more than I thought I was going to. Yep. Is it the best thing I've watched? No. <laughs> um, is it worth... I think it's worth a seven. 
I'm going to give it the exact same score. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's definitely good. Yep. Um, it's not something I would jump at and put at the top of the list. Um, but I think after watching things like Sex Education, um, I know that maybe something like this could be up right up my street. Yeah, I think I yeah. could get right into it. I think it could be something I'd end up watching, binge watching, yeah. after a few more episodes for sure. Um, okay, and Misfits. Go I on. like this a lot. And I think this first episode does set up a lot for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an eight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to match you. Nice. Um, I'm going to give it an eight as well. So that gives it a score of 16. Does Is that enough to get it into the top no, 50? No, it has oh. to be seven, 17. Really? Wow. I mean, I mean, if it's a 16 and a half, it has to be the best 16 and a half we've watched. Okay, that's hard. So it doesn't quite make top 50, but it's not far outside okay. top 50. Okay. Um, I shall slide it into the league table, which uh, you can see on postpoppodcasts.com okay. and in the descriptions of every 10th episode. So any yeah. major milestone, 90 80, so on and so forth. Uh, mm-hmm. We update the list. Okay, next week then, what do you fancy for doing Ooh. for 92? Okay, so I've got a whole list of things here. All right. I should... Let me see. Should we do one that... Actually, there's something I've been watching on Netflix recently. Go on. That new or old? It's brand new. Okay. It's just come on there. Yeah, let's do that. Um, it's called Night Flies. Not seen it. It's, um, do you know what? I don't even think I've seen the adverts for that yet. It's actually based on a George R. R. Martin uh, book, uh, who's the maker of uh, Game of Thrones. And I've seen, there's a film version okay. in the 90s of this, and the film version was awful, awful. <laughs> um, but the series, I'm enjoying. Yeah. So I'd like to see what you think of uh, the first episode. Okay. Um, quick synopsis. People in space, uh, stuff messes up in space, um, and essentially... Yeah, chaos in space, basically. Okay. I will... Oh, there's um, the other one on Netflix. I've been meaning to watch this for ages. Uh, kid. Kid meets the alien. Lost in space. Lost lost in space. Lost in space. Not the Matt oh. uh, LeBlanc uh, movie from the 90s. No, the... which I didn't mind at all. Did <laughs> oh, I thought it was all right. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Right, I thought it was right. quite good. Um, no, the Netflix... I've, yes. Lost I've in space. I've seen at least three episodes of that. Well, I've seen trailers for it relentlessly, okay. and I now think it's probably time to watch it. It's set in space. Yeah. I, clearly, they find an alien planet of some sort. I don't know what yeah. happens other than that. Bef- before we watch it, and I think people out there will want to know, have you seen the original Lost in Space, the, the black and white one? No. Okay. Interesting. Maybe. Because I think some of the references will be lost. I will watch the new one first, and then I'll watch the old one. Oh, okay. I'll do it that way around, so I'm I'm completely unbiased when I watch the new one. Okay. And we'll see what they stand up like in Take 92 next week. If you want to suggest a show that you're watching, Netflix, Amazon, Channel 4, American, English, Japanese, we don't care. If it's good... We want to watch it with you. I'd love to do a Korean TV show. There's loads on Netflix. Yeah? So, um, All right, someone suggest the best Korean television show out there, and we will watch it. I, I think I know the one. Oh, all right. Of course, yeah, yeah. of course you do. You know everything, yeah. Jed. Stop ruining it for the listeners. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Twitter and yep. suggest things on there. Uh, Jed? You can find me on Twitter, at Jed Shepard. J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I'm at the Jellyman. That's T H E Jellyman. Yeah. Uh, 
We'll send your Twitter handle as well if you like. Just let us know uh, who you are and uh, where you listen to us on. Uh, Spotify, <laughs> iTunes, postpoppodcasts.com. We're everywhere. So please uh, sub, uh, just sabotage someone's phone if it's left yeah. lying around in the office. Subscribe them to the podcast about their knowing. Uh, lovely juggling. Yep, subscribe and sabotage. That's what Rob Jelly's telling you now. So <laughs> please do this. And that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Crocodile. <laughs>